tea tea. It's yeah. tea. It's proper tea. Tea was stolen by colonial white devils from Asian cultures. Well, then they ruined it with their dairy products. Jerks. <laughs> yeah, I should probably not put sugar in mine. No, you're all diabetic. <laughs> She'll be her feet will be swelling up. <laughs> they are do anyway. Don't matter. <laughs> That's a risk I'm willing to take. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. You really want to go to the ER today? Yes. You do your vocal warm-ups, Joshua. Mm, bung young guy hung so low. Um. Putting out into the universe what you're wanting. <laughs> Just couldn't find a word that was meant daddy that rhymed with that. I don't want a younger man. No. They always hit me up, and I'm like, 21, go home to your mother. That's funny, because I always went with the younger ones. Oh, I hate them. Annoying, entitled, uh, don't know how to do anything. Ugh, no thank you. Mm. I ain't a school, I ain't a teacher. Go learn how to do it and come back at me. I don't think I dated one. Nope, I take it back. I did date one older guy. Everybody else was younger than me. I don't remember the last younger person than me that I've God. Probably went in my 20s. Back then, I really didn't. I mean, anybody with a a dollar could have had me. (laughs) A dollar or a little Debbie, and they could have had me. (laughs) And they did. $20 is $20. (laughs) And now now it's a dollar 50. Yeah. Inflation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and speaking of, Kim, now you're a year older. Happy late birthday, Kim. Yeah. You're what, 104, 5? I think you should take just a couple years off that. 102. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't look a day over 110. No, not quite that old. Thank you, though. Just her below the belt is. <laughs> well, for for you listening out there, welcome back to Mystery Inc. Our friend Kimberly has joined us again for our special tea time episode. Listeners just couldn't get enough of me, so I had to come back. Yeah, that's it, I'm sure. She's got a knife on me, guys. Help me. Help me. <laughs> She's threatened us. <laughs> Little people are scary sometimes. <laughs> They're so mean. I know. They had us by the ankle. I can't help it, I'm sure. <laughs> I did notice, though, just in my my world travels of men, it's always the short guys that are the big muscly guys. Us tall ones are like, I'm big enough. But it's the little one. I'll see a guy and I'm like, oh, he's attractive. Click on his profile. Five foot four. Oh, God. Well, we saw that when we were at the beach. Oh, yeah. The muscle man. (laughs) Yeah. They looked big at a distance. And then as they approached, you're like, "Uh, I think he's like five foot six. (laughs) Bless their heart. You just wanted to pat him on the head, but then you know he'd be angry. (laughs) (laughs) At least we can outrun him. Give him a Snickers. (laughs) (laughs) I've had too many of those. Oh, my gosh. Well, if... You listening out there, if you hear tinging and clapping and all these weird noises, it's because we are it's having... It's my only a, fans. <laughs> it's because we are having a nice little tea party. I sent Josh a text earlier in the week, and I was like, would you like to come over for some English tea? Come for a cuppa. No, I, yeah, I called it an afternoon tea. Would you like an afternoon tea, Josh? So posh. And I was like, we could record our Mystery Inc. episode and do some afternoon tea. I actually ordered this tea set. While I was in England, because I fell in love with their breakfast tea out there. And so we're having a nice little tea with my new tea set. I love it. It's Tiffany Blue. Yeah, it's a a little tea set. And I actually 
found little sugar cubes. And so we have sugar cubes that we have in our little tea set. And we have milk that we're putting into our tea as the British does, as the English do, or whatever they say. I, I, don't, I don't know. You probably don't have any sweet and low, though, right? No, I don't carry sweet and low. Pooey, no, pooey. I don't. no, I do not do that. So Kim's just drinking brown leaf water. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the the proper English breakfast tea that they that they were giving me out in England, and it uh, I, I fell in love with it. I've actually been drinking it more than coffee. I've only had a couple cups of coffee since I've been back from England, so it's been very good and. We're here and enjoying it, and we actually set up a nice little tea set for you listening. So you are able to join us for tea right now. So I hope that you're feeling comfortable and you're thirsty. Because One lump or two. <laughs> hope you're you're in for some tea because <laughs> we have the tea. You know what I mean. Is that cow's milk? Yeah, don't hate me. Oh. Yeah. What's Such wrong? swine. I know. I'm, I'm uncivilized behind the swine. Cow's, cow's milk. milk. My well, body hates no, it. No, uh, one, no one drinks cow's milk, but I still do. Don't I, hate me out there. I love nut milk. Mm-mm-mm. We learned I that love from saying your grinder profile, Josh. <laughs> I love saying it more than I like drinking it. <laughs> Especially when I order coffee somewhere. I'm like, do you have any nut milk? They're well, like, oh. So Kim, we've, we've mentioned your birthday. Have you had a good birthday week so far? I did. I went to a concert on Saturday night, one on Sunday night, and then my birthday was on Monday. Of course, my daughter had to go back home to Chicago. Oh, but yeah. It's okay. How dare her move off and have a life wow. and, ugh. Had a great time at the concerts, though. Good. Who did you see? Um, Saturday night, I seen... <laughs> she does not speak the Queen's English. How old are you? <laughs> she such a good concert. Who did you see? Uh, oh, it was. Um, oh my gosh, we had the tickets for yeah. three years because of mm-hmm. COVID, and they kept postponing it. But it was Matchbox Twenty. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. And then Sunday night was Zach Brown Band. Oh, nice. It was really good. Yeah. Both of them. Very nice. She's here wearing the Judd's T-shirt. Yes, I have my picture yes. taken with her. <laughs> yes, Kim and I got to meet Winona when we were in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Hershey. Hershey, we got to meet Winona. She was so short. She was such a sweetheart, though. She was so nice. Yeah, we need to go back there. We didn't get to spend near enough time in Hershey. Yeah. I know, that was a When it's warm. <laughs> so we can actually, like, ride the rides. I want to go to the amusement park. Uh you're on your own with that. <laughs> oh, I know. I grew up with Shane. I'm already used to it. If we go anywhere fun, do I ain't doing that. Yeah. No, I'm not, no, not doing a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I don't do mm-hmm. roller coasters either. No. We'll bring Josh and we'll be like the adults with our kid. All right, Josh, go ahead. We'll wait for you here. Yeah, right. <laughs> like you guys wouldn't have sunscreen. You wouldn't have snacks. Adults. Yeah. We'll wait for you at the snack bar, yeah. Josh. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> I remember you rode one at Dollywood with me and then you threw up afterwards and I was oh, like, yeah, well, we were real young. We're not doing that ever again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it made me really sick. I've never really been much of a roller coaster person anyway, and years ago I had lost a bunch of weight. And so I actually felt like, hey, I think I feel like I'm a little more secure, you know, in them. I feel like I'm restrained a little bit better. And so I decided I was going to go on a couple when we went to Kings Island. This was the last time I'd ever been to Kings Island, too. And we had went on one, and it was okay. 
And then we went on another one. And I really liked it. After we rode that one, I went and bought a blue snow cone and ate it. Uh-oh. And then decided we were going to go on it again. Oh, God. Yeah, that blue snow cone did not stink. <laughs> Sorry to whoever was behind her. <laughs> no, I was, I was okay. I got off of it and I like ran to the trash can. Oh, good. Yeah. I miss being a little heavier, though, on when riding roller coasters because I rode one the last time we went to Dollywood and I had rode it when I was younger and a little heavier and I did not move around the seat. But now that I'm not that size, I was like going up and down and like moving around. And I was like, you get beat the hell up. I came off bruised. Even that uh, drop one where it drops you from the high tower. Mm -hmm. I started like raising up in my seat from that one. I was like, oh gosh, I don't remember this. I just put way too much tea in this cup. Now I can't put milk in it. First world problems. <sighs> what are we going to do? It reminds me of like when I'm at a place and they ask for coffee and they don't put enough like space in it for me to put creamer in it. And you're just like, no, I have to drink black coffee. I'm that way with Ugh. when I order salad somewhere and they don't give you enough space on the plate or bowl to like stir it and it oh, gets yeah. everywhere. Oh yeah. I hate that. I hate when salad comes on a plate. It ain't meant for that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like that either. First world problems. <laughs> you know what we haven't done in a, a long time, Cam, that we need to do? What? And it reminded, I, I got reminded of it because I passed a cemetery on the way here. We haven't been cemetery now, hunting if, in a while. If you were best friends with Kim and I, what would happen is you would get every once in a while dropped just a random pin location and there would be no context to it. It would just be a random location. And for anyone else in the world, that could probably mean... Grinder. (laughs) For Josh, it would be a grinder location. (laughs) But for Kim and I, we always know that, oh, they just passed a really cool cemetery. And that Mm -hmm. is uh, now in their chat log. So that if when we're, you know, exploring cemeteries, we will remember that there is one out there to look for. So uh, I passed a really cool one. And so I saved it in my location so we can uh, go explore it. Uh, it's not far from my house, so the next time you come over, we'll have to go look for it. But a little fun story that our listeners will just love to hear. Oh, great. This probably you know isn't good be because it's going to be something bad about me. <laughs> Do you remember the time that you went stripping? No, I'm just kidding. Do you remember the time? <laughs> She's like, what did oh, I do? <laughs> when we went to that cemetery exploring and... We heard the voice yes. several times at the cemetery. I think about it every single so time I pass I. it. You know what's funny is like sometimes I'll be in the shower and it, I'll, I'll like randomly think about it because I'm thinking like if I ever heard that voice again in the shower, that's when I would die. Like if, if ever they find my body in the shower, it's because that voice came to me and I just like had a heart attack and died. Boom, dong, gone, dead. That was the weirdest thing. It was. And we've explored so many cemeteries. Been to Gettysburg. Were you at Gettysburg with us? Yes. I can't remember. It's been so long. Hello, we went to the Jets oh, concert before. She she. Drove. Oh yes. my gosh. She drove. Look. I didn't drive. Look, oh. we, we he drove. Yeah, see, I can't remember who drove. I we were in the, remember we were, the trip. We were in the mystery machine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. In in Gettysburg. We were drawing attention to ourselves. But anyway. Yeah, so we've been to so many places, but that was the only time I've actually like heard something. So Kim and I go to this decent-sized cemetery. It wasn't big, mm-hmm. but it was old. Yeah, it but was, it was cool. 
but like the unique part about it was as we're walking up and we've been into so many cemeteries and we just go to cemeteries just to explore them for fun we're not you know doing it for stories or anything like that white people doing things <laughs> just <laughs> random things yeah so we were just exploring this old cemetery and the unique thing about it was that it was at the right age that you could see where two things were going on in the cemetery. One, you could see where graves had caved in. So you could see like, you know, indents in the ground where those had caved in. Mm-hmm. And two, you could also see where people had planted like bushes and trees that were really small when their loved ones were alive and caring for them. But now those trees and bushes were way overgrown. And so like there was these trees that were huge trees and there was one tree that was so huge that it had overtaken the gravestone. Ooh. So the gravestone was, was actually inside the tree. In the middle of the, yeah. oh, the base cool. of the tree. Yeah. So, and, and it was, you know, you're just like thinking like, oh, these trees would be like feeding off of those bodies, you know, that are down there. So we're walking around. And one thing that we always keep in mind is like, a lot of these are like not cared for very well. Right. So you're just like thinking like there's not a lot of people that visit them. And so we're walking around and exploring the cemetery. And then all of a sudden we both hear this, this voice, this like higher pitch voice go, hi. And both Kim and I looked at each other. And it goes, thank you. Yeah. And we're Aww. like, what the crap? And it like scared the crap out of us. And like when we first heard, hi, like I looked at Kim and she looked at me and I said, did you hear that? And she goes, clear as day. And we're looking around and there's trees on three sides of the cemetery. There's a church. So it's a graveyard and there's a street. There's no one around. Like there's no houses, nothing. There's yeah, no one at we the church. We were the only ones around. Yeah. So there's not like this voice traveled. There was no one in the woods, nothing. So we're just like standing there and we just had like full body chills, creeped out. I was like, I don't know whether just to to run, but we were kind of just like frozen for a moment. Mm -hmm. And we slowly just like start walking around, almost kind of like ignoring it, trying to rationalize what we heard. It was so polite though. It said, thank you. (laughs) Well, not yet. At first we just heard hi. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then probably a minute later, Mm -hmm. we heard, thank you. And that was like, we had started walking back towards the car, but slowly, because like the high kind of creeped us out. Right. So when it said, thank you, I think that it realized that we were leaving. Now, when we think about it and talk about it, like maybe it was someone who was saying hi because they hadn't been visited for a while and was they were thanking us for being for there. Coming there. Right. Mm. But it was such a creepy experience. It was very and, creepy. And I was like, so Kim, like, what kind of voice did you think it was? And she said, I think it was a, a young female. Yeah, it sounded like a, like a younger the, girl. Yeah, the voice was definitely like a younger female. Like, hi. You God, know. if I'm ever a ghost, they're never going to think I'm who I am. They're like, there's a young woman here in the room with us. She's mad and in heat. You can't sleep in that room. She'll grab you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I really shouldn't talk about this, but. There was a ghost show that was on years ago, right? And I, I remember watching it, and this woman was talking about how she had experienced uh, the ghost was, you know, the ghost was visiting her. I believe the ghost was visiting her, like, you know, when she was in the shower or taking a bath. 
and she was talking about how like kind of pleasant it was. And she's like, yeah, it, vis- it visits me and it's a pleasant experience when I'm in the bathtub. And I'm just thinking. What does I it do? Wash your back or what? <laughs> no, I think it's a head. pleasant experience. Oh. Some people have said they intercourse or uh, ghost course with ghosts. And I think that's like where she was getting at with it. And she's just like, yeah, it's a very pleasant experience. And I thought, and like she didn't go into any any more detail about it. And I just thought, and then she's been bathing every night. My, twice <laughs> sometimes. No, thank you. Kim, please. Okay, so that gets me on the topic of recently, Kim had a colonoscopy, Joshua. Oh I just call that a good yeah, time. Huh? Listen, listen to this. Now, Kim, I have a confession to make to you. This can't be good. Yes. Do you remember... We have so, the footage. <laughs> I have a photo. I wouldn't be surprised. So, Kimberly, and for you listening, sometimes Kimberly and I have, you know, we like to we like to laugh. So, Kim, you had to drink that little cocktail, right? Oh, that was so nasty. And we, we stayed at a hotel near where her procedure was because she had to get it up like really early in the middle of the night or in the next morning to get her procedure done. Well... The AC was not working correctly, Ugh. right? And it was blowing out like freezing cold air. I know what he's going to say. And so Kim kept getting up to look at this AC and she started her thing. So she's going back and forth to the bathroom, back and forth to the bathroom. And I was sitting on the couch in the far room, didn't touch the AC unit, right? But every time she would get up to go look at it, it was like 72 or 73. I can't remember what you put it on. I think it was 72. Yeah, I think so. And she'd go back and she's like, and she's in her pajamas, right? She's like, this thing is broken. It cannot be 72. It was and freezing she, in she there. Would, she would get back to her chair and she would sit down and she had like three blankets on and she was crocheting. <laughs> and so she had the blanket of her crochet blanket on, right, too. And she had her socks on and her pajamas and everything. And she said that, and she would go, that thing's broken. I can't feel my feet. Because <laughs> she was so cold. So she would go to the bathroom, and then she'd go check that thing, and she said, this thing says it's set to 72. It can't be 72 in here. Now, Kim, I have a confession to make. When you would, go, when you would get up and go look at it, it was 72. What you did not know is that there was a remote. Oh, <laughs> so when you, <laughs> you poor so woman, I had that <laughs> thing set to 60. See, see, this is what I have to put up with people. This is what I have to put up with. She has not learned. Like my first thing, if Shane's near me and something's going askew, my first thought is, what are you doing, Shane? No, I, <laughs> I have these pictures of her looking at this. Thermostat, that I knew you did. Looking so confused. <laughs> She'd come back and said, oh, I can't feel my toes. Like I wasn't having enough problems running back and forth to the bathroom. You have to mess with me because of the temperature. It was so funny. And I kept like the straightest face. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe you should call the front desk and ask them. I can't help you. I don't know what's going on. Inhumane. That's what stinks so bad about him is he can straight faced. You have no idea that he's screwing with you. It's the trauma. so the next morning we get up to go for her colonoscopy and we get there you know kim kim goes back in there and you know i'm sure you get nervous before colonoscopy and whatever 
So we're sitting there and she has to fill out all the paperwork and she's in the room and they hook her up to the IV and everything. And mm-hmm. then her colonoscopy doctor, I don't know what to call him, your butt doctor, I don't know, <laughs> comes out and he walks in the room and he is just hot as all get out, right? Ooh. Oh, and yes, as soon as he, he was, walks in, you no just, one mentioned Kim, this. Kim just like adjusts in the seat, right? And you can just tell that she is just, she just has the little hot, hotty trotty for him. And he talks to her all so sweet, right? And then he walks out and she just had a smile on her face that she didn't have before. And I said, Kim. I I swear I was thinking, oh man, Josh, Josh should really be here right now. (laughs) I know. I think when she saw him, she was excited for that butt stuff. Can he take referrals? Well, I said, do you remember what I told you? See, she, I don't think she's so. losing her memory. I said, Kim, before your procedure, just turn over. Yes. Just turn, o- turn over to that doctor and just be like, if you like what you see, you can take it take home, it home with, you. with you. Oh my yeah, God. I <laughs> you can get you a doggy bag, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> so when she got done, I went out there and I was like, you know, she's coming too after the, the procedure. And I was like, did you tell him? And she's like, tell him what? You know, and I was like, I was, too I, was trying to, still. I was trying to get her to talk, you know, like get him to get her to say it before right. he comes out there. Cause you know, sometimes you can talk people into saying things and I was, you know, trying to get her to say it, but I think she's too all there, you know, dang it. I always have to go with a female doctor because if I find one attractive, I'm not going to tell him everything. So how many partners have you been with? Uh, too. <laughs> I'm a virgin. I don't know that anybody would believe that. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They'd look at me and be like, please. <laughs> Although I've been called innocent with these eyes. Just That's so how innocent. I lure them in Just like so a siren. Innocent. When Shane and I are on a mystery, it can get a little scary. Do you want to know my secret to get Shane into one of our latest abandoned buildings or cemetery? I give him one of our delicious factor meals. And once he is fueled by America's number one ready-to-eat meal kits, it's hard to be afraid. Even when we are traveling in the mystery machine, we no longer do drive-throughs thanks to Factor's chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals. We just simply pack the cooler and no longer have the mystery of what is safe to eat in whatever town we're in at the time. We love their over 34 weekly flavor-filled meals that come straight to our front door. Did I mention that the only cook time is two minutes or less in the microwave? We've even been introduced to foods that we probably would have never tried without Factor. Thanks to their Gourmet Plus options, our taste buds have leveled up with things like broccolini, leeks, asparagus, and my personal favorite, truffle butter. Oh my Jesus. That stuff is so good, it'll make your tongue want to slap your brains out. Even better, Factor offsets 100% of its delivery emissions and sources 100% renewable electricity for all of its production sites and offices. They even use sustainably sourced seafood for all of their seafood options. You're literally making the world a better, cleaner place, and you don't even have to leave the house. What's not to love? Well, honey, you'll never plow the field by turning it over in your mind. So try Factor Meals today and taste just how delicious they are for yourself. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash Mystery50 and use code Mystery50 to get 50% off. That's code Mystery50 at Factormeals.com slash Mystery50 to get 50% off. Oh, just as an update, because I did talk about my health the last time I was on. Everything with the colonoscopy came back good. And I have to have a complete hysterectomy on the 7th of September. So everybody be thinking of me. Oh, yes, we will be doing that. Have you been doing your exercising? I haven't. Oh, you better I get have. back on it. I know. I just. What, kegels? The cramp. No. Oh. <laughs> Supernatural. Oh. No, you with all the cramping the and stuff that's going on with all of the women issues. That oh. Half the time I just don't feel like it. I told her oh. I'd trade her parts that and i have no ac right now my ac's out so uh, it wouldn't take long for me to get overheated and then i'd be sick right well hopefully you get your ac fixed i mean i can't Uh, now i will tell you what i did so with her ac it's been out twice the first time they fixed it and then now it's out now they have to get you a new one basically Mm -hmm. but the first time it went out she's like gosh dang it my ac's out it's hot in here and i was like oh, yeah, really? was. i have a it blanket really on hot. it's so cold in my house right now <laughs> i'm that good friend right i would have been coming to stay with him now kim mentioned supernatural for you out there listening i don't want you to think that this is some weird drug that we uh <laughs> that we're snorting or something because that sounds a little weird for i always think it's it the would be tv funny, show though. Is it a, t- a supernatural a TV supernatural show? Supernatural is a TV show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My stars. Yes, you're right. But uh, so so supernatural is this thing. It is a workout thing that Kim and I have been doing. It is on the Meta Quest headset thing. What I really like about it is that you're actually able to go to a virtual place. So like a lot of national parks you can go to, like the Grand Canyon and all these different places. Yeah, I love that part about it too. Yeah, and what I really like is like some of them I've been to. So I'm like, oh, I've been I've been here to Crater Lake. I almost fell in over there, you know. <laughs> My favorite one so far is, has been Easter Island. I thought the oh, Easter yeah, Island I know. was so cool. Well, and then you have, like this is going to sound really weird, but then like there's these balls that come after you and you have these two bats. They're balloons. Have, balloons, balls, whatever. <sighs> and you have to like hit them out of, out of your face basically. And you get a really good workout and it connects to your watch and like, it's really cool. You can do squats and lunges. Yeah, and- but what's really cool is like Kim and I have never enjoyed working out and we've, this is something we really enjoy. And I'll give a shout out to our friend Roxana who got us into it. And she's been a long time listener and we actually got to meet Roxana in Gatlinburg. That was a mm-hmm. fun time. Our friend Maya from Norway was in town and I think Josh and I have, talked about Maya before, but Maya was in town and Roxana was in Gatlinburg and we met with Roxana. And oh my gosh, do you remember we went to that speaking of roller coasters, Josh, Maya and Roxana wanted to go on a roller coaster, one of those mountain coasters. Yeah, one oh, of the yeah. mountain coasters. I wouldn't do one of those. Those <laughs> look rickety. Oh yeah, I know. Well, and so Kim and I were like, well we'll take you. We were the adults again. We're like, well we'll take you to one of those. Mm-hmm. We'll watch. Yeah, we'll watch. So we take them. It's, it was a, such a beautiful day, you know, sunny. We're like, well we'll take you. So we take them, we back the car up and we're like, well we'll just, you know, stand outside It was and watch, starting and to we'll get dark picture. outside. And- like as they're walking up to it, it's like the it start getting cloudy and stuff. And they just sit down in that mountain coaster. And it starts pouring down rain. I get right back. Like, <laughs> like flood, build an arc level. It was flood. crazy. We and were they just rolling. took off on the coaster. 
So everyone behind them, they stopped the coaster, but they had just taken off and it's single person, right? They just launched. So they're on it. They can't get off. And it was pouring so bad that Kim popped the back of her car and we both jump into the back of her Equinox. Like, and it's just downpouring. We were laughing so hard. Oh my gosh, I almost peed laughing so hard. You should have, no one would have known. It was like the sky just dropped a bucket of water. And Maya and Roxana come down the, I mean, huge stairs, right? Like it's mountains. You have to go. And so they're coming down and they're just soaked. And I was like, oh, you guys can't get in the car. I was getting a time, but... Uh, yeah, so that was when we met Roxana. And, and so she's been a good friend of ours for a long time. And so she's been the one that got us into Supernatural. And they have a really good group on Facebook. And that's kind of what got us into starting to do Supernatural. But what's funny is in our small town of Wabash that we live in, uh, have you ever driven by that workout place? There's a sign that, that I read every time I go into the office and it says like, oh, you'll never feel as good until you work out or something. And I always thought that sounds so stupid. Until you actually work out and actually mm-hmm. you feel kind of good and then now you kind of get it. But yeah, so. Makes that, you happy. Yeah. So, but anyway, so that's the group that Kim and I joined. And so it's it's not a drug, but it does make you feel good. So mm-hmm. maybe it is kind of a drug. Kind You're just of. not snorting anything. Speaking of Gatlinburg, that made me think of down there. I love it. It's one of my favorite places in the world. It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Dolly Parton's from around there. But some things... I don't understand why they're advertised. Like you'll be driving around and you'll see a sign that says goats on a roof. And it's like a (laughs) tourist thing. I'm like, who the hell wants to see like, and it'll be like a four story tall building Mm -hmm. with like go-karts or whatever and miniature golf. And then some goats on a roof. I have a feeling that Kim has seen those goats on a roof. I have not. However, the three bears store, they have bears on the roof also. And I have seen those. I always thought it was hilarious. Like, boy, they must be running out of stuff to sell. And they're like, what else can we do to bring in people? Let's put goats on the roof. Now, one year, Kim and I were down there and we, we are so so childish, right? <gasps> we, <laughs> we went on that little, uh, they have like a little dinosaur ride. Oh yeah, the it's Jurassic like Park ride. Jurassic yes. Park ride. Her and I got on it and <laughs> it's totally made for children. Oh yeah. And we're like the only people Giggling. on it. Oh my gosh. Like these little dinosaurs pop out at you. But we were like cracking up. Our, well, we were just cracking up ourselves, you know. Was I in the front or was you in the front? I, I think that uh, you were afraid that I was going to I was gonna like throw you in or something. Because like, it's like you're on a boat, but it's like on a conveyor or whatever. Right. So I'm pretty sure you were sitting behind me. I think were, so. But or, I remember us slipping at each yeah. other, laughing and pointing at things. Yeah. And- I missed it was that, ridiculous. that 3D theater you, M, and I did when we that went was down there. Fun. That was fun. I mean, it's, it's like they spray you with water in the mm-hmm. face and your seats go up and down oh and you got to shoot yes. people. Mm-hmm. It, that was yeah, that hilarious. Was and it was like a shooting gallery or something. <laughs> discounted, yeah. Well, we went during the slow season, so everything's like 50% off. Please come. We're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a good time. I forgot that the four of us went down there before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a fun time. It's my favorite place in the world. I've been going down there since I was four or five, maybe. So uh, there's not a whole lot down there right that I've not done. after Gatlinburg was founded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before Tennessee was a state. It has changed a lot over the <clears throat> years that I've been going down there. Shoot, just from when Shane and I went as little kids to now, it's like a completely different place. There's yeah. so much bigger. Kind of Oh, my overwhelming. God, I just realized how many years I have been going down there. 
Oh, wow. six hundred. A long time. <laughs> Kim remembers before there were mountains. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I will say. She's pinching me, everybody. Uh, I am. <laughs> why are you trying to get me in trouble? So Josh has uh, a story that he'll share. And oh my gosh, guys, we've been talking for 30 minutes. And I challenged Kim to create a story for us, too. So, um, Did you not do a story this no, time? No, because I knew that we were going to be talking for a while. Mm. See what? He just divides I provided the, the tea. Hmm. And no snacks, and no cookies, no, Scooby no snacks this time. Not like I didn't have enough nothing. work to do. Then I had to start researching. And he puts this on me like a day before. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I have a day to come up with a story. I don't we'll, see we'll any see scones or clotted cream or jams. That's Kim true. ate them all before you got here. <laughs> That's they a were lie. on the table. She ate them. <laughs> That's a lie. I, I will say, so Kim has been doing that supernatural thing. And before she got all her health problems, we had a lot of fun with it. So we would actually challenge each other. I ended up in the emergency room because I was <laughs> trying to beat you so bad. Yeah. How hilarious. Like, not funny because she ended up in the ER. Right. But like... We, we it was like such a challenge to like beat each other because they would give you a score for each workout and then like we ended up you know she ended up i would see that room. he was online so i would get on and then he would get done with his workout and see if i was online and if yeah. i was still there then he'd do another one and i was doing the same thing yeah. so one day we ended up working out like an hour and a half or something and yeah the next day i wasn't and so hot and i will say ER. what's also really helped us and i feel like it's made us you know our lives a little better but what also helped us in the beginning is that Roxana, who is one of the the biggest people in, in the group on Facebook, that most has, popular, not size wise, <laughs> <laughs> that has put this whole thing together, right? Is that she organized these little ninjas that you have, and like you know when you do things and work out, they have little events and challenges. And so, Kim, you picked out a special ninja, and I helped give Roxana ideas because she designs all these little ninja characters. And you picked out one and you called her Amberly. Amberly, which is a mixture of your two daughters' names. And mine. Yeah. And so hers is really cute. And mine is that panda that's up there, the the big one. Okay. And mine the mine's Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Thing? It looks like the Kung Fu Panda. And that's my ninja. And do you remember what my ninja's name is? It's Fluffernutter. It's Fluffernutter, my stripper <laughs> name. How hilarious. <laughs> But I'll let which one wants to go first with their story. Josh, you can go first. Okay. okay. Well, Josh, as you prepare, I will just say that uh, we talked about a lot about the supernatural thing. So Kim and I are in that group, but we didn't mention the name of the the Facebook group. It's called ABSN Gaming Club. All right, Josh, go ahead. And let's hear your mystery. Like usual, I was inspired by my mystery while watching something. The slept-on movie Ghost Ship, starring Juliana Margulies from ER. I love her. Well, she is fabulous. I love the French singer Ghost Francesca. Shocker. I know. Josh liked the female villain. No way. <laughs> but I mean, come on. A gorgeous French lounge singer who lures helpless men to their doom? What's not to love? While she is a fictional character, ghost ships certainly are not. There are numerous reasons why a ship would be abandoned, be it the Bermuda Triangle, pirates, sea monsters, losing a grip on reality, or even a mutiny. The ocean is vast and unpredictable, and anything could happen that would cause an entire crew to evacuate. 
My mystery for today is about a ship that was found abandoned and drifting called the Mary Celeste. On the 5th of December, 1872, Captain David Morehouse of the British ship De Grada was minding his own business about 400 miles off the coast of Azores, Portugal. Suddenly, he spotted another ship, but its route was erratic and unguided. Thinking something was wrong, he sent two men over in a dinghy. As they, I love, that's my, one of my favorite words to in say. In dinghy. In their little dinghy. As they approached, they read the name on the side of the ship and were shocked to discover that it was the Mary Celeste, which had set sail from the same port that the De Grada had in New York. Only Mary had left eight days before them. Once aboard, even more questions filled their minds. The chart papers were thrown about the cabin, but below deck, nothing else was askew. All of the crew's belongings were still there, as if they had just walked away a few minutes before. There was still over six months of food and water left, and aside from some water at the bottom of the ship, due to two water pumps being disabled, the 1,700 barrels of alcohol that the ship was hauling were all accounted for and intact. Now, it wasn't unheard of for pirates to attack and board ships, but they didn't just do it for fun. They would have taken as much food and as much of the cargo as they could carry, especially since it was alcohol. Alcohol. The crew of the Degrada were all left scratching their heads. So they decided to sail the ship with them and try to figure out what in the world happened to the crew. Now, the Mary Celeste left dock on the 7th of November and was doing fine until two weeks later when the last captain's log was written down on the 25th of November. There was no mention of what happened to Captain Briggs, his wife Sarah, their two-year-old daughter Sophia, or the seven crewmen aboard. Based on the captain's log, everyone just vanished into thin air. Why has it got to be thin? (laughs) The De Grada sailed it over 800 miles to Gibraltar, and there they were met with nothing but speculation. See, ships like vehicles today were insured. The law then on salvage was that whoever found it gets the insurance payout on it. But of course, the insurance company suspected that the crew of the De Grada had captured and boarded Mary and killed its crew. There was then a three-month court case about it, but there was no evidence that the De Grada had done anything but attempt to help them. The crew eventually won and was paid a small portion of the $46,000 insurance payout, but not all of it. They were still suspected of doing something, but again, there was zero proof that they had interfered. Boy, insurance has been a scam for longer than I realized. As useless as a milk bucket under a bowl. Today's southern phrase. (laughs) I just had to add it in there. So, what did happen to the lost crew of the Mary Celeste? Did they all suffer from sea madness? Or was there something nefarious that caused them to abandon her? The mystery of their whereabouts remained for nearly 150 years. Until... Update. (laughs) 
Scientists at UCL conducted experiments testing theories, and one was determined to be the most likely scenario. An experiment conducted by a scientist at UCL shows that an explosion may have indeed have been the key to the fate of Captain Briggs and his family and crew. During the experiment, they built a replica of the hold of the Mary Celeste, and using butane gas, they simulated an explosion caused by alcohol leaking from the ship's cargo. Instead of wooden barrels, he used cubes of paper. Setting light to the gas caused a huge blast which sent a ball of flame upwards. You would think that the paper cubes would be burned or blackened, but the replica held no damage. A quote from him is, There was a spectacular wave of flame, but behind it was relatively cool air. No soot was left behind, and there was no burning or scorching. Given all the facts we have, this replicates conditions on board the Mary Celeste. The explosion would have been enough to blow open the hatches and would have been completely terrifying for everyone on board. Such a massive explosion could have triggered by a spark caused when two loose barrels rubbed together, like my thighs, or when a careless crewman, pipe in mouth, opened a hatch to ventilate the hole during the long crossing from New York to Italy. Record shows that 300 gallons of alcohol had leaked, and that was more than enough to create a terrifying explosion. It is the most compelling explanation, says Dr. Sella. Of all those suggested, it fits the facts best and explains why they were so keen to get off the ship. Now, when I started this research, all of the research I found, it was still a mystery. And then just the other day when I was finishing up writing, I did kind of a, a little bit deeper dive. And then I started there like, oh, it's kind of been solved. <laughs> <laughs> so it was mysterious for 150 years, but they do believe that they have found it. The Mary Celeste was eventually sunken within, I, I believe it was 14 years after it was found. It went on another excursion. It was sunk by a captain on purpose for an actual insurance scam this time. <laughs> And that's all I have on the Mary Celeste. It wasn't a long story, but it was a good one. Yeah, it was very good. And before Kim goes, I have a, a little segment I'd like to add to our podcast. There is so much negativity floating around us that I wanted to start adding a little positivity to the podcast with a little segment I like to call Bless Your Heart. I will choose something that literally made me say, Oh, well, bless their heart. In the good way, not the how have they made it this far in life type of way. My bless your heart for today is about a man who is known as Britain's kindest plumber, James Anderson. Now, this brought tears to my eyes when I was writing it earlier. After hearing about the story of a seven-year-old boy, Alex Sparks, who was born without an arm and wished for one every year when he blew out his birthday candles, James then became determined to do something about it. After discovering the GoFundMe page for Alex, James was able to get a hold of his parents and he offered to pay the £16,000 for their son to have an arm. Now, Alex is able to put toothpaste on his own brush and even better, he now enjoys fishing with his dad without any help. Alex's father said, with his new hero arm, which is modeled after the Black Panther, He's a lot more independent, 
I don't have to be there by his side all the time with the fishing rod. He can handle his own rod and he's able to catch his own fish now. We're realizing what he couldn't do before rather than what he can do now. So to James and Alex both, I say, bless your hearts. And I hope you catch a big one, Alex. That was cute. That was real sweet. Kim, get closer to your mic so people can hear you. I said it was sweet. I wrote a few of the podcasts I listened to. Like, can you guys just get a little closer to your mics? The volume's (laughs) all the way up in the car and I just hear mumbles. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're kind of in a bigger space than normal. and Yeah, we're in my kitchen, in my dining room. Do you smell that? It's almost pumpkin spice season. And if you're basic, like I am, our time is now. What doesn't have to be basic anymore is the food you eat. That's where HelloFresh comes in. Spend your last days of summer, or as I call it, pre-fall, out of that slump, and try HelloFresh and enjoy their wholesome and palate-pleasing meals today, delivered directly to your front door. Whether you're living your best life as a witch in the woods or haunting an old mansion, HelloFresh will help you skip all of that meal planning and long lines at the checkout aisle. Even if you are a busy ghoul and always flying off on your broomstick, HelloFresh has over 100 portable snacks and side add-ons for whatever your lifestyle is. It's even 25% cheaper than takeout and grocery shopping, allowing you extra cash for all those spooky decorations. Or as I call it, home decor. I love HelloFresh because after all of these years of cooking, I was bored with my usual meals, and I just didn't have the desire to find new recipes, meal plan, and go shopping, and attempt to make them right. Thanks to HelloFresh, they give me new recipes and exactly what I need to make them, all with foolproof pictures to follow along. There is never a mystery with HelloFresh, so try it today for yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50mystery and use code 50mystery for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50mystery and use code 50mystery for 50% off plus free shipping. And try America's number one meal kit today. All right, Kim, lay it on us. Yeah. What is it? What's your mystery about? Is it solved? Is it not solved? What, um, what's it about? Well, it's about a serial killer. Okay. A dun, female dun. serial okay, killer. Ooh. A female. Yes. Okay. And I'm lousy with names. So you actually talked about one of the ser- female serial killers. So we do hear about male ser- serial killers all the time and not so much about the female ones. I'm not going to be able to talk today. So, okay. <laughs> Uh, so you did talk about one of them last week, Josh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah, Bathory. Um, there was also Belle Guinness. She was a Norwegian-American woman who used her personal ads to allure 40 potential suitors to her farm and where she killed them to steal their belongings. Uh, there was also Juana Barraras. She was a Mexican former wrestler. She murdered almost four dozen elderly people to rob 
them. Listen to Rotten to the Core for episodes on all of these serial killers. Right. <laughs> I was like, I feel like Josh has, has talked about these people. As, yeah, pro- you might have. I did. All of them? Yeah, oh, so far. So far. Okay. Well, I'm not done yet. I don't, I'm sure you haven't done this one. Or the one that I'm going to talk about. but And then, of course, there was Jane Toppin. Everybody knows who oh, Jane yeah. Toppin Oh, yeah. Jolly was. Jane. Mm-hmm. She was a Massachusetts nurse who poisoned 31 of her patients. Her goal was to kill more helpless people than anyone else in history. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Life is goals. That, that's all that she uh, had killed, though, isn't it? 31? Right. Well, at least that's what I found. I believe so, that they're known. She did it in such a way that it was kind of, you know, they really didn't suspect like, oh, it was a 90-year-old woman that died. Like, we're not going to look into that. It was nature. Mm-hmm. So the one that we're going to talk about today is, I'm awful with names. I think it's Julia Toffin. Yeah, Julia Toffin. Okay, Julia Toffin. She was a 17th century Italian lady what? who is known as the most successful serial killer. She the one with the beauty line? Or, yes. Okay. Do you know who she is? Mm-mm. No? Never I like female so. killers more than I do male ones, if you can't tell. They're more interesting. It's against their nature more. Women are, you know, more caring. Yeah. This, this lady just baffles me. Um, there isn't a whole bunch that's known about her in her early days, but what we do know is she was born in 1620 in Palermo, Sicily. At some point, in her young life, her mother was executed for poisoning her father. Runs in the family. <laughs> and then after her mother passed away, she spent a lot of her time in what we call pharmacies. That's not what they called it back then. I wasn't going to try to attempt to pronounce what it was, so I didn't even put it in there. <laughs> Apothecary something. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. So in the pharmacy, she learned all about medicines and potions and poisons and then some historians say that it was at this time when she developed her own potion. Some people think that she learned it from a recipe from what her mom used to kill her dad. Mm-hmm. I got a butterscotch pie recipe, so completely different from their, that family. <laughs> mm, yeah, I do remember just from her story that she was so successful because it was like illegal to divorce till then. And right. these women, a lot of times... I mean, they were viewed as property, so mm-hmm. the men could do whatever they wanted. Exactly. Yep. So she invented this poison, and they called it aqua tafina. Aqua tafina. Right. And it doesn't, I mean, to me, it sounds like water, but. Mm-hmm. Makes you think it, of like Neutrogena, like face wash or something. Right. So one of the weird things about her being called the most successful serial killer. Say that one more time. Successful. 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 Serial killer in history is. Because she didn't actually poison anyone. She just sold it. She just sold it. Mm-hmm. Now, would you consider her a serial killer since she didn't actually do it? Yes, because she knew what she was selling was going to do. Mm-hmm. But I still don't hold that against her. I'm, You know, I am a feminist and those women had no other option. And I'd rather their mean old husbands be dead than those poor innocent women. Right. So. God bless her. <laughs> yes, her business was definitely made up of uh, women that were trapped in violent and unhealthy marriages. Back in the 17th century, women were auctioned off as objects, just like you were talking about. They had no financial power or anything like that. So they had three options at their disposal. They could get married, they could stay single and work as a sex worker to survive, or they become a respectful and well-off widow. 
That's a dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so these women would show up at, at Tefano's door and plead their case to her about how bad their husbands were. And if she agreed and thought they were bad enough, she would sell them uh, her potion, which they would also, at that time, it's been said that she did bottle it as a makeup mm. jar. They, they put it in like a makeup jar and it even had a label on it that was called a Madonna Nicholas of Bari, which it actually was a popular healing oil back in that time. So it just blended in with all of their other makeups and so it wouldn't be suspicious. Well, and it's genius because I don't know any straight man that's going to go looking through his wife's makeup. Mm-hmm. That's true. It almost sounds like what the witches are portrayed in in Disney movies. Hocus Pocus. You know? And yeah. mm-hmm. I know, give, I'm like, I, I want to be her. <laughs> give you a potion to kill your man. Here you go. Here you go. I brewed it in my cauldron. I just tell him to bring him here, honey. I'll train him. <laughs> So these women would take it home to their husbands. And then if they did it correctly, they were supposed to give it to them in small doses for a few days. At first, it would induce weakness and exhaustion. And then the second dose caused symptoms such as stomach aches, extreme thirst, vomiting. And then it gradually would decline. However, it would give the victim enough time to get all of their affairs in order, which they would leave everything to their wife Mm. and they would become wealthy Widows. Widows. Oh, she don't sound so bad to me. <laughs> I know that some of you out there are like, she killed people. But I mean. It took, it only took about four or five drops for it actually to kill them. Once all of it's kind of put together, you know. Mm-hmm. So her business got so successful that she actually hired her daughter and three assistants to help her. Wow. And then they got so big that she ended up moving it to Rome. She continued to sell it for about 20 years. And then in some accounts in 1650, a woman served her husband a bowl of soup laced with a drop of aqua tofina. Before her husband could take a a spoonful of it, she knocked it out of his hands and told him not to take it. So that made him really suspicious. And he beat her until she confessed on what she had done. And he immediately turned her in. She went to to jail and they tortured her until she told them where she bought it from. All she had to do is let him drink the damn soup. <laughs> Look what she did to herself. <laughs> right. So that's what one account was. The other account says that it was a widow that got a guilty conscience that mm. turned her in. So it just depends on which one you want to believe. What is that? Well, you said the word guilt. What does that mean? <laughs> I know, right? There's not a lot of that anymore. <laughs> So when they found out who she was, there were so many people in Italy that believed what she was doing was charitable to help these women that were in such a bad way that there was a church that actually granted her sanctuary to come and stay so that the police wouldn't come and get her. Yeah. And the only reason that they did come in to get her was because there had been a rumor started that she used the potion in the local water supply. Mm. So it caused a huge outrage Mm. and they stormed the church and drug her out to jail. She was doing the Lord's work. (laughs) Right. Now, this is what interests me so much. So she was brutally tortured and confessed to killing as many as 600 men. Oh, Lordy. I know. Jesus. I know. 
That's 600 less mean husbands, though. I'm just saying, keep your hands to yourself and respect your wife a little, and you won't have to get no poison soup. (laughs) So they say that she was in business from 1633 to 1651, which I seen some things about. They don't think that those are correct dates because it would put her at like 13 when she started doing it. So I mean, she learned by her mother. I mean, that could be true. Yeah, and back then though, thirteen was a lot younger of an age. I mean, you could get married and yeah, that's start true having too. kids. You know, right? I can't judge her because I used to put extra salt and bacon grease and some of my some men I did not like <laughs> food when I don't piss off the people cooking your food. No, you don't I mean, do that. God, I know you have diabetes and high blood pressure, and I did put some extra <laughs> tablespoons of bacon grease and about everything that it would taste right in. <laughs> so in the end. Julia, her daughter, and the three assistants, they all met the same fate as Julia's mother did, and they were executed in 1659. Mm. I love that. Uh, see, I don't know. Don't judge me, people. I mean, if you haven't noticed, I like women a little bit more than men. So, you know. Well, well, you love yeah, some men. I like men, <laughs> but in the house, no. <laughs> they sleep in the dog house yeah, with outside. the other dogs. I think even now, after the relationships I've had, if I do decide to date again, which it's doubtful, but we're going to keep our own places. As so far, the only thing that appeals me of a relationship is a joint income. That would be nice, but not enough to want, want them in the house. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right even then, I, I'd rather sleep in my car than be with someone I don't like. <laughs> not again. Well, Kim, that was very interesting. Yeah, so I knew everything topic. about it, but it was very, yeah, so it I loved very it. Good. <laughs> very good. Yeah, I've had this, I started, I actually had this as an idea to work on as a foul play oh, series. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I ain't no way I'm going to be able to write that. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of, too, the water Aquafina. Yeah. I'm like, if that was today, no one would die because no. who's drinking that water? Right. I'd rather I mean, drink tap. I get it, but. Only if it's the last resort. Right. It's not my favorite water either. And it is horrible what she did. I'm not saying go out and kill your husbands. But back then, you know, women had a lot less opportunities to survive. I mean, they were viewed as the same as like cattle are viewed today, even less than cattle. There's some farmers that love their cows back then. They really love wasn't even an occurrence in most marriages. Well, and even still in the state of Indiana, your husband is still allowed, according to our state constitution, your husband is still allowed to beat you with a stick as long as the stick is not as thick as your thumb. Ladies, you come get me and I'll beat him with something bigger than a stick. Yeah, isn't that crazy? (laughs) So, I mean, it just goes to show you, I mean, it's been on the books for a very long time, but they've not removed it, of course. Oh, that's one of those crazy fun fact Law yeah. things. Well, that, not fun for a right. Well, people, but. no, but the ones like Maya, we used to try oh, to yeah. break with Maya. To, bro- to break, yeah. But. A, there's one you can't put ice cream in your back pocket. I'm like, now who yeah. the hell did that enough to where it had to be a law? Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So I wanted to share some of our new reviews. Oh, we read. So from Kata's Bug, probably not how. Katie Bug. The thing about like iTunes and stuff is they put the entire name, like smudge it, smudge it all together. So. We're going to say it's Kata's bug. We're going to say that's right. So five stars takes me back. 
Josh and Shane are the highlight of my night. I put them on while I, while I work, and I find myself suddenly transported back in time to when I, too, watched Unsolved Mysteries and the Golden Girls with my grandma. She sparked my love for true crime and the paranormal, and these two keep it going. Also, my other gram would just exclaim Jesus all the time. <laughs> Heart. Heart emoji. Thank you for your research and work, and thank you for making my work time less mundane. It is our pleasure. Yes, and we appreciate you, and thank you for listening. Yes. And I've got to find one more. If I could turn back down. If I could find Elevator a music. way. <laughs> okay. We might have to cut that out. We don't have license in. <laughs> Becca Lee 2. Five stars. Zoinks and jinkies. What a fantastic podcast. Y'all are hilarious and informative at the same time. I just finished listening to the episode on the plague in Elizabeth ba- Bathory. Bathory? Bathory, yeah. Bathory. And I have to say, I have never looked at her in the light that you cast her in. So, Josh, thank you for giving her story a different perspective. It gives me something to think about as I go back and reread her story. I love listening to podcasts that give me homework. Y'all rock. Well, thank you. And I'm yes. so glad that I had someone it was interested in my take on Elizabeth. I just When you read history, it's so easy to just believe the first thing you hear. But I like to put myself in the shoes of the people at that time. You know, they weren't as educated. Right. And propaganda was even bigger than it is now, believe it or not. And just, you know, once you start thinking like, oh, she was a woman with money, power, and influence, I can see her being the victim. Oh, yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I believe. And not just money, but a lot of yes, money yeah. and a lot of power. All the money, yeah. more than the king. <laughs> yeah, when the king is is borrowing your money and right. your debt. You're in trouble, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're a woman back then. It's, uh, They're like, we can pay her back or ruin her life forever. Or we can call her crazy, right. blood-sucking right. lunatic. A yeah. man calling a woman crazy, no. Right, <laughs> right. Well, guys, are we ready to start the Unmasked episode? I am. I have a little bit more about uh, what happened to the Mary Celeste after it was discovered and how it met its demise. All right. I have the same, well, not the same as you, but there has been a rumor of a famous person that was killed. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're going to get started on Unmasked. We'll see you there. If you'd like to join us, we are on Apple Podcast Premium and on Patreon. So you can go join us over there. And if you have anything that can fall under the category of bless your heart, or you've heard of anything, send it to us on Instagram and it might be featured in one of our next episodes. Yeah, or if you have a good mystery that's always just been itching at you, let us know. Maybe we'll cover it. Maybe we'll talk about it. We'll give you an antibiotic and take that itch away. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. We'll see you on Unmasked. Bye. Bye. Bye.